Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today I'm very excited to have Eric Braun. He's a loan officer out of New York, uh, also known as Not Your Average Lender. And he did just under 40 million in production for 2020. I think this is what, your third year in the business? Yeah, yeah, third third year. Man, that's that's insane. Um, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure people want to know how you did that. But before we get there real quick, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of, you know, maybe walk through your, your journey to getting where you're at today. Sure. So uh, again, my name is Eric Braun, commonly known as Not Your Average Lender. Uh, that's where you can find me on Instagram specifically. That's what I've been kind of, I, car- I carved out my uh, my space in the industry in on, on Instagram rather. That's kind of how I've got my name out there. Um, obviously my business is more than that now, uh, but that's kind of where I made my mark is Instagram. And that's what a lot of people know me for. Um, but yeah, my, my, my story, my very humble beginnings, uh, growing up, I wasn't, my family wasn't rich, but we weren't poor. Uh, I always say that, you know, I had, I had clothes and I had food in the fridge. Uh, it might've been, uh, hand-me-down clothes, but I always had clothes on my back, you know? Um, but I went to high school and, and my school, the school system that I attended growing up was in the, it was in a rich neighborhood. So, um, that, that experience has always made me realize and made me realize very young what money can do. Uh, and I've been hustling for it ever since, you know, um, that's been my, that's a little bit of my personal story. And that's, that's here in Long Island, New York, um, specifically uh, South Hempstead or Rockville Center uh, for the, for the people who know, but yeah, I got started in the business as, as a 20 year old, I'm 25 now, uh, I've been licensed for three years and uh, started to take this business serious about three years ago. Um, this, this year, well, for 2020, we, we closed up we closed out at about 38 million in, in my personal production. And I say we, cause I have, I have my own team, my personal production team behind me, my own processor, my own assistant, mm-hmm. um, or loan coordinator. Um, but this year, which I'm more even, uh, I'm more excited about, uh, is I, I think we, we hit 16.8 million in the first quarter on personal production, not including, not including the few LOs that I have on my team. Nice. Um, well, so then, yeah, let's, very, let's look very up excited. Then, huh? Yeah, yeah, very, very excited about this year, and I think this year is going to separate the men from the boys or the the women from the girls, and uh, the the true professionals are going to take that much more of the market. Um, and it's a very weird market, as we all kind of know, but that's mm-hmm. giving us a lot of opportunity um, as loan officers to kind of prove our value to real estate professionals like your intro intro says and um just kind of make a name for ourselves in this difficult time if you want to call it difficult i mean it's not really difficult when we have rates in the the three still 
but uh, it's definitely different than, than 2020. Uh, right. So right. yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Luke. I've always, um, you know, watched what you've done and, and um, I'm very excited about sharing the time with you today. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's obviously uh, uh, great to have you here, man. I um, mean, you know, obviously, I've seen you kind of from afar, but also we, we know we've known each other for a little bit here. But, um, you know, I know you've grown a lot using things like Instagram, things like that. But real quick, before we get there, um, you know, how was the journey? So, so just tell me real quick, the last three, five years, like, was it always easy? Were you always closing, you know, almost 40 million? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Everybody sees me as the, the you know, overnight success. But my that's not my story at all man i i i got started five years ago as as like a telemarketer for a loan officer so i was kind of like a junior lo or sales assistant calling leads mm-hmm. and um my job was really just to pique their interest and pass them over to a loan officer right um that was my first two years in the business and during that time it was a difficult difficult thing to do um going from not really ever having a real job to that atmosphere and, and at that speed or, or at least workload, um, it was a lot and it took a lot, a lot of adjusting. So my first two years in the business were not fun. Uh, in fact, I did not plan on staying in the mortgage business. Uh, and I was actually planning on becoming an EMT for, uh, FDNY cause I already had my certificate. So I was, I was going to go work for FDNY as an EMT. Um, they actually called me. I ended up doing the physical um, while still working at the mortgage job. And that was, I was, I was going to do it. I was going to do it. And then I started to crunch the numbers. Like the more, the more I was, the more the decision was put in front of me and it became real that I had two paths in front of me. I started to evaluate which path was, was the right choice sure. naturally. And I started, I, I always, uh, I joke around and I say, I think with my calculator. So I started punching in numbers and I started playing around. Like, what if I close X amount of deals per month? How much money would I make? And it started off just as that. Like I have a bigger opportunity to make, to make money and, and build a successful, um, be successful financially, uh, in this career than I do as an EMT. As many people know, if you are, if you do have that background or a family in that background, it's not a high paying job whatsoever. Um, not that money is everything, but being here, living in New York, it sure gets you a lot of places and being broke in New York is not fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I also wanted a lifestyle that that other path, which being an EMT was never going to provide me. So I said, you know what, let me give this thing an honest shot. Let me take this seriously. Let me actually go and get my, my license and become a real loan officer and build my business. And that's what I did. And, and, after doing that, I started building a presence on social media. I started building my brand, which was also a slow grind. Everybody thinks you're going to post a video and you're going to get a deal from it. Meanwhile, it was two and a half years before I really, maybe, yeah, I'm going to say at least two years of consistently posting almost every single day for me to see actual results. And, um, and a lot of people think, all right, let me, let me, start doing the right thing or what they think to be the right thing and advertising myself on social media or branding myself on social media. And they think their business is getting the double or boom just from putting out a few posts. And it's, that's not the case. <laughs> My stories, it took two, it took two years for me to see real, real results. Um, and we can go into that, but that's been my yeah. whole experience is, is grind, 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 see some results, 
grind, 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 see some results. So it's definitely not an overnight success. And, but I think, I thank God for the individual that brought me into business. And I also thank God that, uh, I did make the decision that I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously there's, there's huge love for EMTs and firefighters and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, you can make okay money, you know, the average right. person, it's okay money for the average person. Right. But you know, the type of money that that can be made in a sales type of a job, LO real estate, you know, anything that's really sales related that it's, it's virtually uncapped and it's going right. to be, it's going to be how much work are you willing to do? How much work are you willing to put in and how much are you willing to improve? Uh, you right. know, you talked about this, right? Like, took two and a half years of grind, two and a half years of trying to figure it out before you really saw attraction. And, you know, I was just talking with someone else on a different podcast episode. One of the things we talked about is like, you know, social media content, social media strategy, like it's going to take you six, nine, 12 months before you start to see anything, right? Like, you're right. not going to start, like, it's going to take you six months of minimum of posting before people start to kind of, oh, who is this person? You know, what's going, what's, what, this guy's kind of interesting. He's been posting for a while, right? right? Then nine months, then you start to see the momentum. Then people start to see you as an authority figure. Then people start to see you as an expert. And it's like, it rolls downhill over time. But the reality right. is most people are unwilling to be consistent uh, long enough to see results. And I think this applies right. to everything, not just social media marketing, uh, but everything, right? Like whatever you everything. do, right? being a loan officer, doing, you know, fitness, right? All these different things. People aren't, aren't willing to be consistent long enough. And that's why most people fail. And well, if, if, if you're, if the opportunity that that's put in front of you is you see results quick, it's probably not the best opportunity. For instance, right. a regular job, right? If I go work at a regular job, I'm going to get paid at the end of the week. That's pretty quick. Right. That's a pretty right. quick result, right? I put in 40 hours. I get paid for 40 hours. That's an extremely quick result. I've learned along the way that I, I now could teach somebody. So instead of taking two and a half years, it takes you six months you right, know, to do right, what I right. did. Um, cool. So there are shortcuts that it's not, it's not, um, it's not like there's a secret, but there are sure shortcuts and things that we've learned because we put in the work and uh, right. have the experience. But yeah, right. man, consistency is key with everything. Well, you said this, right? You know, it took you two and a half, same thing, right? Like it took me two and a half, three years before I I finally felt like I was somewhat like, you know, on my way and I actually kind of knew what I was doing, right? And, and obviously right. there was little wins along the way and there was little inklings of, of success here and there. Um, but the reality is it wasn't until you know, even recently when I started building a team and, and, and starting putting pieces in place that I started to realize, oh man, like the reality is how far I've come from two, three, four, five years ago is, is incredible, Um, but it all came down to the consistent actions, which is the day by day by day. Right. And so like you talked about, right. It took you two and a half years, but realistically, if you would have known how to do it from the beginning, right. Probably could have been six months. Right. But you you didn't know. Right. And, And I think that's part of the journey. And I actually do think having those, 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 uh, those hacks and the secrets and the, and the shortcuts, uh, you know, are great, but sometimes it's not great because sometimes you need to go through the, the struggle to deserve to be at that next level. You know what I mean? And right. so while you, you can buy courses and things like that, which is what I've done. And I, I invested heavily last year uh, and I always do in, in, um, in personal development. And those are what right. I would call shortcuts. Um, but still sometimes like someone's like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And until you've gone through enough pain to say, okay, you know what? I need to do this. Uh, sometimes right. it doesn't matter who, how many times people tell you because you need to learn it for yourself. And so, man, I love right. that. Um, and so, you know, I know, you know, let's get, let's get into kind of the meat and potatoes, right? Let's talk a little bit about how you've grown your business to this point. I know, 
uh, you're, you're huge on Instagram, huge on social media. I know you use some Facebook as well, but I think Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, is where you're yeah. slamming deals from, right? Yeah. So I, uh, I first, first I was like very, very pro Instagram, almost anti Facebook, like, uh, Instagram is going to wipe out Facebook. And you know, if you're not on Instagram, your business is going to fall apart. That's how I used to be when I first got when I first started branding myself and, sure. and I almost wouldn't post on Facebook. Then I realized there's a place for both. Um, and they're both not going anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've kind of made myself made a name for myself on Instagram because it is my primary focus for a lot of my different marketing efforts. However, I have strategies for every single platform and there's a lot of similarities between my strategy for Facebook and my strategy for Instagram on my now I'm diving into more YouTube. I'm also, you know, diving into more features on Instagram, like reels. And sure. um, I'm, you know, there's, there's, I'm, I want to be the, the, the trick to marketing is to be everywhere, right. To be omnipresent. Um, I'm also going to put my own podcast together. I'd love to have you on a guest on that. That's absolutely that's, bro. You know, probably probably the end of this year is, is the goal. But, um, and I also, this, this brings up an important point. I also used to take on too much and try to do everything at once. And then you never, you never implement or master anything. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're on Facebook right now and you haven't squeezed all the juice that you can out of that berry, don't just move to Instagram because you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you develop a strategy for Facebook. Make sure you develop, even if it's paid advertising or leads, make sure that that bucket is almost overflowing. You don't have to put it off forever, right? You, you still want to take advantage of the platforms that are here and the new features, et cetera, et cetera. But also don't pick up too many things at once because you'll never implement anything. So my experience, my experience was uh, very pro Instagram, then I realized, all right, Facebook has a place too. And I'm actually getting tons of business off Facebook more than I expected. Um, and now it's kind of grown into I'm everywhere. But uh, my, my, my start, my start really was on Instagram. Like I said, how I got started was really just posting personal content um, about me, uh, how I got into business. Um, I would talk spirituality, I would talk motivation, I would talk you know, I, I would take videos with, uh, with, with other people and, and talk about those subjects. And I never really even talked about mortgages. And that's one of the general principles that I teach is you before mortgages or you before real estate or whatever you're selling, talk about you. People want to hear about you. They don't want to hear about FHA or conventional or uh, updating conforming loan limits. Yes. Or, yeah, I mean, listen, you have to post about that stuff as well, but it should be it should be a mixture of both and, and more, more personal stuff than, than the professional stuff. And that's one of the general principles that I, that I found out through experience, like we talked about. Um, and that was really all I did in the beginning. And because of that, I formed a lot of genuine real connections. And then it was all about just, it was all about just proving to those people that I, that now liked me, um, they knew me and they liked me, but they didn't necessarily trust me with their loan because I wasn't talking about loans. Right. So right, I started sure. to slowly sprinkle in some quote unquote, like, you know, expert stuff 
you know, letting people know, sharing reviews, letting people know that I knew what I was talking about. And now it's a good mixture of all of, of all of those, no like and trust. Um, and there's that respect, obviously, that you develop over time when you post informational, educational content and sure, social sure. proof. Sure, sure. Yeah, that so closings and stuff like that. And so I want to real quick just jump back to where you talked about, you know, sticking to one platform. And I, it's one yeah, thing I talk yeah. about all the time because people listen to people like Gary Vee and he's like, put out 52 pieces of content and da-da-da-da-da. And like, this is like a single loan officer. Like I was at the Aim Fuse conference uh, two years ago and he's right. like talking about put out 52 pieces of content today. And I'm like, all these loan officers are just eating it up. And I'm like, yo, if, you, if you're not consistent with one, how do you ever think right. you're going to be consistent with seven different platforms with all these different right. mediums, all these different creatives that you have to create? It's not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. So love that you right. talked about that sticking to one platform, squeezing all the juice out of it. You know, I'm a Facebook guy. I don't really do much with Instagram. That doesn't mean obviously it works for you. You know, it works for a lot of people, uh, but maybe you know, choose that, 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 that medium that you already use, that you leverage the most already that you already are familiar with and work with that. Um, Secondly, make, sure, make sure it's the medium that fits you best, right? right? Not, only, yep. not only it's the one that you use, but like if you're doing a certain style of content, each, each platform has a certain style of content that works right. best. Like I right. was doing a lot of one to two minute clips, motivational, inspirational mm -hmm. business marketing tips. That's perfect for Instagram. Right. If I yep. were doing 15 minute videos on the difference between FHA and conventional, maybe that's YouTube. Um, if I was developing groups of people, Facebook groups is a huge, huge opportunity that a lot of people don't scratch, scratch the surface of. So it depends on not only what you're using the most, but also what, what you're doing right now, where does it fit best? Um, and that's where, that's where I would start. Yep. Yep. And I love that. And I, and I love also the fact that you talked about um, personal stuff, right? You know, I think yeah. that's the one thing that people, you know, you see this all the time with real estate agents, but you see it a lot with LOs. So obviously, real estate agents love to share their listings, right? So all you right. ever see is them sharing their listings and they're like, well, business doesn't come from that. Da, 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 da. And it's because, you know, like you said, people are attracted to people. People are attracted to people that are like them, uh, that have similar right. likes, uh, dislikes, things like that. So so I think too many times people think that to to grow their business on social media, they have to talk about business. The reality right. is it really should be more like 10 to 30% business talk. 60, 70, 90% personal type right. stuff, right? So, you know, and, and you talked about, hey, you know, personal stuff. I think I break it down a little bit even more into like thought leader type of posts, um, right. posts that have to do with, you know, your family or what you're doing, you know, what are you eating, memes, funny memes, things like that. Because I think people right. forget too that, laughter and and comedy and memes that is value in a way right you're you're, right. you're effectively making someone smile right so i think you know there's 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 limits for everything obviously if you only post memes you might not get taken seriously but if you do stick right. with them you know that's that can't hurt right and so i love that yeah, that's what you were doing so tell me us a little bit about more what, what so you're posting these videos how are you i know you know you work with a lot of real estate agents too right that's kind yep. of the majority of your business that's 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 my whole business i i would say I would say, uh, if I looked at the pipeline right now, 80% of that comes from referral partners of some sort. So, so you're posting 20 percent, I'm sorry, 20% is uh, mm -hmm. either sphere of influence, friends, family, uh, employee referrals. I, I actually just started getting a lot of referrals from other loan officers, which is really cool because a lot of people aren't licensed in New York. Their company isn't licensed in New York. Yep. So yep. how, 
hey, loan officers listening to this, if you got a New York deal, let me know. Um, yeah, I knew that's, most, that's also a bucket of business that I've, I've actually grown, which is exciting. Well, yeah. And most companies, I mean, it's New York and Massachusetts, I think are the two states that are like impossible yeah. to get licensed in unless you literally have your shop out of that state, right. um, you know, or your FDIC. Right. So, right. Um, but generally, yeah, those are the two states. So, so that's definitely a good way. And obviously being online, it's really easy to network with people in other, mm-hmm. in other markets. So you're able to get, you know, loans, which is, you know, for anybody who's in one of those type of states or regardless, like sometimes people think that lo- other loan officers are their competition. Like, I don't know. Like to me, there's plenty of business for everyone, especially if they're out of, out of state. Um, you know, it can't hurt to, to have connections outside of your area because, Hey, what if you want to, uh, to refer someone out? You know, there's a lot of people leaving New York too. Right. So I'm right. sure you sent out some referrals to people in other States as well, uh, doing the same thing. Right. And so there, there gets this reciprocal effect, but, um, so you're growing your business. Uh, you, you're posting these videos. How are you going about growing your network on Instagram? How are you going about, you know, how are you finding realtors and, and what does that look like? Good, good question. So, um, and this evolves over time. Uh, this I've developed a system where now I convert a little bit higher than I used to, sure. but the general, the general concept was taking the online offline. So I always, I always say one of the other general principles that I teach when I, when I speak at, at, at events is, like when somebody, it, when somebody comes into your space, they're basically raising their hands, um, saying that they're interested in, in connecting with you in some way. And when I say come into your space, I mean, like your photo, comment on your video, share something, look at your story, reply to your story, ask you a question. You need to take note of who is doing that, Right. And out re- and and reach out to them first, right? If you already don't have a working relationship with that person, every time they look at your stuff, they're vote they're they're basically telling you they want a working relationship. It's just your job to take the initiative and take the online offline. And really, how that started with for me was just DMing and 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 sending messages to to realtors. And honestly, people are worried about uh, rejection. People, you know, don't want to come off spammy and there's a way to come off spammy um, and there's a way not to, but like what's worse, getting a message on Instagram from a stranger saying, Hey, what's going on, man? I really like your stuff. See, you're in the, you're in the business. How long you've been in the business? How, you know, how's business for you right now? Is that worse than getting a phone call from somebody saying, Hey, let's grab coffee. And then when you never spoke to them any for any, uh, for any, ever, um, especially when you just like that person's post or you follow this person already, right, or right, right. you've, you've had a small little conversation or exchange in comments. Um, so start there. And, and again, the, the general concept is taking the online offline. It starts with a message. And, uh, again, there's, there's ways to, to do it and not to do it, but, uh, that worked for me. That works very well. Um, you know, I've had, I could go through my DMs from two years ago that have led to multiple deals, just sending that message, you know, taking that person to, to, you know, bringing that person to my office or taking them to coffee have led to multiple, multiple deals. Now I can also point to some conversations in my DMs that didn't, didn't equal a deal right away, but two years later, because I'm consistent, this goes back to the consistency. 
because I'm consistent with posting content, then all of a sudden that realtor has a deal that needs saving. That and and they wouldn't they wouldn't go to coffee with me two years ago. And you notice how I say coffee because I'm from Long Island. Coffee, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because, so I I shot them a message saying, "Hey, let's let's grab lunch or whatever." I said, no answer. Didn't talk to me. They liked a few of my stuff. All of a sudden, they're messaging me two years later, saying, "Hey, man, let's grab lunch. I, I I'd like to do business with you." And that's the power of consistency. So I what always you're saying it is go it, ahead. what you're saying is it goes down in the DMs. Yes, it goes down in the DMs. That's that's one of my uh, one of my slides in, in in a PowerPoint I have that I that I do. But um, yeah, so th- that's the general concept. And and just because you don't get results right away doesn't mean it's not working. Uh, another thing that I always talk about is Instagram and social media in general is like a mailing list. So email marketing was like you're a marketer. Email marketing was the thing like right. years ago, like right. that was the thing that every marketer was selling that was driving tons of revenue. It stopped working because the, the space got crowded. Cause marketers break now, everything. Correct. correct. <laughs> so now what you have to think about is when somebody follows you, they're seeing your content every time you post it or, or a lot of the time, let's say, depending on whatever. But every time somebody follows you or friends you on Facebook or whatever the platform is, whatever the word, whatever word goes with that platform, they're now subscribing to your mailing list. So just because you didn't get them to convert the first time when you sent them a $5 coupon, um, like Macy's does, you'll get them the hundredth time, right? So staying consistent, that, that brings us back full circle, but, uh, it started with taking the online offline. I love it. I love it. Awesome, man. And so are you uh, just randomly connecting with, with realtors? Do you have uh, are, do you have a list of realtors that you're looking to connect with specifically? And those who you, that's who you go after? Or what, what does that kind of look like there? Um, at first, I was at first, it was anybody I came across. Right. right? So one of the things I, I always say, follow your your local hashtags. So for me, it's like I followed Long Island real estate, and I would comment like and engage with that because that's my target audience. Realtors would use that, would use that, that hashtag. I'd follow them. I DM them. At first it was very like, you know, spray and pray. Like, let's just book as many appointments or get in front of as many people as possible. Then it became, you know, let's be a little bit more targeted about this. Let's wait till they engage with my stuff and take note of who engages and who steps into my space and reach out to those people because I'm going to convert at a way higher level right, when right, somebody right. likes my post and then I send them a message, right? Um, now, um, it's a little of both, to be honest, because what I'm looking to do, I'm looking to hire a full-time marketing coordinator that's going to help me with a lot of this stuff. And that's why I'm going to be able to do both. Sure. Um, but even, even before I started doing both again, I looked at who I wanted to do business with. Right. Sure, not, sure. not who was doing a ton of business, who I actually liked, uh, whether it was, I did past deals or I just see their stuff and I grew to like them. I took note, I made a list, DM them, liked on their, you know, loved on them a little bit and, uh, booked a bunch of zoom calls. And that was the start of 2020. Um, and that has led to that. Spur- I, I was, I always do this in sprints, right? Um, I, this isn't something that I consistently do on a daily basis. I don't have the time to. But when I feel like my calendar is a little bit empty on, on realtor appointments, 
I'll go at it for a week and just DM as much as many people have as many conversations as possible. So, um, I did a nice sprint in the, in the beginning of 2020 and it's, and it's led to, it's led to a great quarter in, in 2021. So I'm Love looking it. to do that again. Love it, man. Love it. So, you know, and, and I think that's huge to note too, that, uh, you know, it wasn't just uh, a lot of times people do what I would like to call hope marketing, right? Where they wait, they sit and wait and they wait for mm. people to come to them. And, mm. you know, and, and obviously people like, well, I don't want to cold email people. I don't want to cold call people because I don't like that. And the reality is like, get out of you. No one cares about your right. feelings, right? Like no one cares right. about your feelings. The reality is like, do you want to grow your business or do you want to grow your business? Because if right. you're complaining about where your business is, like you need to do the things that you don't want to do. That's the reality of growing your business and growing as a person. You're not always right. going to want to do the things that are required on a daily basis. Right. And that's and, just the reality. And I looked at it as like, let me just form, let me just make as many friends as possible. The person with the most friends wins. Right. right? Whether that person sends me the deals or not, eventually my buyer is going to put an offer on their listing. And the only reason they accept that offer is because they know me. Sure. Let's be honest. Sure. Like relationships, I, I started to look at relationships as as currency, right? So like, let me just develop as many relationships as possible. And that took a lot of the fear and the unwillingness to cold, whatever, cold email, cold DM, cold, cold call, because it was more so like, I'm reaching out to this guy because he looks like a cool dude and I want to be his friend. And who cares if he sends me business? And it took a lot of the pressure off. And then it became something that I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, the lie that we're all told in business nowadays is that you can delegate everything. And that's far from the freaking truth. Like if you get one thing out of this podcast, you cannot delegate everything. I don't care. Like even if you get to a point like me that I have a loan coordinator, he's running credit, he's doing applications, he's organizing documents, he's labeling everything. But when he's not in work, guess who's doing all of that? Right. Right. Uh even when you get to the point where you build out a team, you're always going to have to, because what, what ends up happening is we develop an ego. Like those activities are too low for me. Right. Which is not what business is about. Business, like you said, is about doing the stuff that you don't want to do so that you can push your business forward. Um, and there's a big lie going on throughout our industry that you listen. Yes, I delegate, but it's, it's, you also, there's times to step in and there's times to uh, kind of put your pride aside um, and Definitely. do the stuff that you don't want to do. Definitely. And, and, and the thing is, like, you can delegate things, but the reality is, as you delegate, there's other things that are going to come onto your plate, right? Like, Correct. you know, all of a sudden you're having to babysit slash, you know, right. manage slash be a leader to uh, a bunch of new people, right? And so you, yep. you, you end up responsibilities and sometimes you end up having to train people on how to do those responsibilities right you know right. or whatever and so yeah there's there's you know there's always going to be a certain level of responsibility you're never going to automate everything so that you're not having to do anything right because if you do, do that to that point like what's like you know yeah you, you, there's no point to pay Listen, you the type of money that you make you know what i mean if if you do that if you do that teach me how please yes. um you know yeah, that's right? But that's the dream that a lot of us are being sold right now is that you could build this autopilot business. And I know people who have done it, but now they're just doing different things. Right. Right. Of course. Which is cool. Like they didn't want to run credit, but now they're teaching and building right. out systems and which is awesome. And that's right. really what I want to spend my time on as well. But a lot of people think that the, the answer to all of their problems is hiring somebody. 
and giving them all the stuff that they don't want to do. Meanwhile, when, when you bring somebody in the door, number one, they don't know how to do all of that stuff. Yeah. Number two, you're, you still may need to do the stuff that you don't want to do, or you had, now you have a whole new set of things that you don't want to, right. you don't want to do. Right. So, um, yeah, now you got to run I, meetings. Uh, you gotta, you gotta make exactly. sure that people are doing the work that there's, they say they're doing. Um, exactly. so there's, there is a lot of, yeah. And, and I love that. Uh, you know, obviously you, you can delegate to a certain extent and, you know, as you grow, you keep delegate more and more and more off your plate. But again, the, and I talked about this on, on a couple of podcasts ago, but it's like with different levels come different devils, right? Like, every right. every level like yeah like you think you want to get there and then you get there and all of a sudden your overhead's way higher your marketing expenses right. systems are more expensive you're having to pay payroll every single month right. like all of these other things that all of a sudden are like oh maybe maybe it would be nice to go back to when i was just me right. you know doing everything then i don't have to worry about all this i can take off on a tuesday if i want to Right. I can't do that, you know, without planning it type of thing. So uh, I, I do love that. So anyway, man, uh, Instagram. So you've been doing Instagram for now, you know, three, three years. Um, as we're kind of wrapping up here, what would you say? Um, we don't, it doesn't have to be about Instagram, but what's like one tip? What's one thing that loan officers can take to go build their business, to help loan officers essentially flip the status quo on real estate agents. So they're not doing what everybody else is doing, right? So they're not one of the 40, you know, not, not cold calling 40 realtors every Monday or whatever, whatever the, uh, um, you know, normal thing is here. Yeah. So I would say, figure out what your value proposition is. This is something that I teach a lot. Um, because once you figure this out, all of the other strategies that you use, all of the strategies that you use to grow your business, whether it be social media, coffee appointments, whatever it is, you need to know your value proposition. Because when you get in front of that referral partner, you need to know why they should work with you and what value you add to their business, right. whether it be uh, pre-approved leads uh, that, you know, because you're, you're buying excellent high quality leads from Luke. There's a shameless <laughs> plug right there that, that you're converting into pre-approved buyers that now you're, you're now flipping the script on realtors, right? Then right. maybe that's your value proposition. Maybe it's like I brought on a, a loan officer in California that his background is, uh, he's like a consultant, right? Um, and all he did all day was break down numbers, explain different strategies, put together presentations, a very detail-oriented, high-functioning kind of guy. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, if that's going to be your approach with your customers, that's also your value proposition for your referral partners. And you can frame it like this. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Referral Partner, I have a process built out where I answer all questions up front so that they never ask you these questions while they're focusing on the fun stuff with you, which is showing that, seeing the houses. This will save you X amount of time per, per deal. And, and it's going to help give, you, give your customers a higher a higher level of customer service. So like his value proposition that is he's going to put together a mortgage coach. He's going to go through all the details with them up front. Like that could be your value proposition. Uh, maybe your value proposition is helping with marketing. Maybe your value proposition in this market is getting commitments up front instead of pre-approvals. Figure out what your value proposition is, rehearse it, write it down so that when you come in contact with that referral partner, however you may do so, with, with whatever strategy, you have it nailed down. You can flip the script like Luke talks about um, and make sure Love that it. they understand why they should be sending you and doing business with you rather than the other way around. I love it. I love it. And, and I think that that's huge because I think 
even again, you know, we always hate on cold call on what, yada, yada, yada. But the reality is it works, right? I, I right. think the reason it, it works because it, again, it all comes down to consistency, numbers, all that stuff. But I think you could cold call and have a good value proposition and still stand out from everybody else that's cold calling. Because if you have yes. something like, hey, I can help save you time. Hey, you know what? Hey, I got this pre, you know, if you're cold calling someone, hey, I got this pre approved buyer. Um, right. You know, w- would you be willing to take him? Can we sit down and talk a little bit about? And so it's like right. having that as a foot in the door or saying, hey, I can help save you 15 hours a month uh, on every single transaction or whatever it is, 15 hours on every single transaction, whatever that looks like, how can you help them make more money or how can you right. help them save time? What are the things? But also I think you need to understand what they actually want. Right. I think too many times people try to pitch without having uh, a true Correct. understanding of what they actually need and want. Because. If you don't know what the value, if you don't know what your value proposition is, you're going to fall into. We can get hard deals done. We have right. great rates. We have great programs. Uh, we're going to close on time. Pick That's, up the phone all the time. Right. We're we're avail- I'm available seven days a week, and maybe that is your value proposition, and that honestly will work with some referral partners. Right. Um. And those just aren't the referral partners that I want to work with. Agreed. Right. Because they're going to blow up my phone on a Sunday for somebody that doesn't qualify. And wants to put in an offer. Meanwhile, they spoke to him Monday last week and they didn't let me know that they needed a pre-approval until Sunday night on on Mother's Day, which I dealt with, uh, which I just dealt with. Um, So like whatever it is, whatever your value proposition is, make sure you focus on what's in it for them, not what's in it for you. Make sure you rehearse it. Make sure, um, you know, that you can follow through on it. A lot of people promise things and then, you know, set expectations like I'm going to give you deals, right? And then you give them one deal and then they get mad because you didn't give them the next deal. And now all of a sudden they're sending business to me and I don't send them any deals at all. You know, so make sure that you, you can, you can uh, uphold everything that you're, you're putting in, you're, you're saying. Also, very important, don't do this on a first meeting, right? I don't really go into what I can do for them on a first meeting. Maybe, maybe naturally if the conversation goes that way. At the end, but that's maybe. not why I'm, yeah, that that's not why I'm that's not why I'm there. It's really to build that relationship. Then let's schedule a follow up, or you know, n- the first lead you throw at me, I'm going to show you what I do, and I'm going to bring you through the process so you get a good idea of you know what my value proposition is. So make sure that you focus on just building relationships, um, and then the value proposition c- should just naturally fall into place. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. That, and that's, that's important because, you know, I think people get, you know, I call it commission breath. People get too excited about the sale. And so they go in just trying to just pitch, pitch, pitch. And again, it comes back to listening. What do they actually need? What do they actually want? And part of that comes down to just connecting with someone as a human. So I love it, man. Right. Uh, thank you so much, man, for, for your time, for being here. Uh, no so wants to connect with you. I think you already mentioned your Instagram handle at the beginning, but uh, can you go ahead and, uh, you know, let people know where they can get a hold of you if they have any New York <laughs> referrals yeah. or, so, uh, you know, if they sure, just want to sure, sure. Um, I'm Eric Braun on Facebook. That's E R I C B R A U N. And then, uh, on Instagram, not your average lender. Uh, I'll pretty sure I'll pop up. I hopefully, hopefully I do. Yeah. Hopefully, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we can consider you an expert if you don't pop up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome, man. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, it's, it's been great. And, and for anybody that's listening, for everybody who is listening, um, you know, obviously, Eric mentioned it, come with some sort of a value proposition to your, your meetings, to your conversations, if it's cold DM, cold email, cold, whatever, if it's however you meet the person, making sure that you have some clear way that differentiates you from everyone else is going to make you stand out from the droves of loan officers that are calling yeah. <laughs> on, on Mondays, you know, there are 40 realtors, right? So uh, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. The Loans On Demand podcast.